Some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way. Not Dan and Mike. Yeah? It's just a podcast. Chill out. <laughs> yeah? A brilliant podcast. Okay. Too many quotes. GBH for the year old. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. No apology necessary. Let's get on with the podcast. You know, it's a laugh. And you can't put a price on comedy, so... Get listening. We're live. That's it. Yeah. He's That's gone. It. He just goes, doesn't he? He goes on about three and then he just disappears, but we're alive. So We're talking about Paul. Welcome. Yeah, we're talking about Paul. Welcome to this uh, this this podcast episode. Um, this could be the last podcast episode that involves me um, because I may have a heart attack at some point this week, just stress induced. So it's been nice knowing you all. Hope you're all well um, and just live a long and happy life. Thank you. There you go. That's a nice little sign off from Dan. Um, there you go. I promise the next house that we get won't be so miserable. Um, yeah, but, uh, they'll be they'll be they'll be full of the joys of spring all the time. I'm sure. So, so Dan, what is stressing you out? Oh, nothing, mate. Just just moving your family halfway across the world. It appears it's not quite as easy as as uh, as you'd think. Um, no, it's not even that actually. It's not. That it's not as easy as you'd think. It's just that people spring things on you last minute, and they they re- like communication is really poor. And I've noticed maybe it's just you know we know it for online coaching, right? Where people just fucking are useless. But it seems that it's just across businesses in general. They kind of like happy to take your business and get you on board and all this sort of stuff. But then they fail to give you all the information you need up front. Like, I could have been told so much information by people that I'm dealing with earlier on and it would have saved so much stress and, and headache. But they just wait till the last minute. Oh, by the way, have you done that? No, you haven't told me to. Yeah. Well, you should have had that done by now. Great. But you didn't tell me, though. That's kind of no. what I'm paying you for. Yeah. So, oh, that's, that would have cost extra for me to pay you to tell you to do that. <laughs> Always. So, but, but, uh, but I paid you up front. Yeah, but that's just for um, the piece of paper. That, that we sent off at the start yeah unbelievable it's like every week is just like a new thing and then it's it gets to like the next amount of money you owe them and then they go that needs to be done by this date oh have you by the way make sure you've done this this and this oh we can do that for you quicker it costs you, cost you yeah yeah always the same. well wouldn't I, wouldn't have to do it quicker if you'd have told me about it sooner would i so it's all a big ploy i just want to make my money convinced of it yeah it is of course it is like it's um it's pretty it's pretty poor when i when i moved out here it was uh it was pretty appalling. And again, like, it's just one of those fucking hoops that you got to jump through, unfortunately. Like, we were just saying off air. Off air. For any budding business guys or girls out there, there is definitely a market for a one-stop shop of setting people up with residency, with business in Dubai. Collaborating with, like... um with like interior designers, I guess, collaborating with estate agents, that kind of stuff, bringing everything together, looking at suitable price ranges. Because it's so, it's so like piecemeal, isn't it? It's all over the shop. Mm. Like, and you, you've you got to try to glue it all together, which is easier said than done when you're not in the fucking country. It's it's a it's a funny old process. And, and I, I've never, I said I've never moved country. I'm sure people have done it before. They'll say it's the same anywhere. Like, I'm pretty sure it would be. I, I get that. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just all last minute it's all this random paperwork it's all this sort of little things that people just don't explain to you last till last minute that's what i that's what i thought like i thought it was very rushed like last minute style attempt yeah this needs to be done by now and you're like what what like and then you panic because like for me i was going through the setup whilst i was over here so that's usually the way things go like people usually move over here 
um, and then do it while they're over here. So you have to you have to kind of stay in an Airbnb or rent out somewhere or whatever. So it's usually done because that's the way that it kind of has to be done because you can't apply for a house. You can't get rent or internet or bills without an Emirates ID. An Emirates ID, you can't get without a visa. A visa, you can't get with without living outside of the country. You have to be actually in the country because you can't move. So we, we did it um, all after we moved here. And I've just forgotten the point that I was about to say, so that's irrelevant. Um, absolutely. There you go. Absolutely, there you go. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's... I can't, I actually, it's gone out of my head. It's absolutely Do you know what? I, I've kind of tried to rationalise it as a bit like dieting. And, you know, it's that whole thing of, like, no one likes it, it's shit, but it's a means to an end. Like, I'm just rationalising it as, look, it's just... This is the shit you have to go through. It's uncomfortable. It's annoying. It's why people don't do this. And it's why, you know, people will just sack it off or, oh. or whatever and think it's too much effort. I know what point it was. There we go. So I was out here already and I was trying to work. Like, because obviously team no days off. We can't We can't really take many days off in our profession because, you know, no. we're professional. Um, and it would be like what they're doing to Dan now. And they, they go, okay, we need this printed, signed and scanned by today, please. And you're like, what? I'm in the middle of like a nine, 10 hour day. Who owns a printer? Especially not if you've just moved to a country and you, you can't get internet yet. So why on earth would you have a printer? Mm. You're not carrying that through any hand luggage. So no, I don't know. Where do, where do you go to get stuff printed off? And then, and then sign, who, who does all that? Signing, scanning. Yeah, we need it today. Okay, of course you do. So like, that was my point. My point is, is that it's just so like, it's just so half a job. It's just like, yeah, now do this. And it's almost like they mm. expect you to not be doing anything else. Like you're just waiting around and yeah, I could do that. Don't worry. I can sort that out. But it, it's just like, it's so unorganized. It is so mm. unorganized. It'll be worth it. It, it will be worth it. That's, that's what I, I was just saying. So yeah, I think it, it's one of those where we were saying last night, actually, we were like, fucking hell, what are we doing? Like, why are we bothering? But it's one of those where you're always going to think that. And, and that's why people don't do it. It's because people just get comfortable in what they're doing and it's, you know, it's stressful. But it'll all be worth it in a few months' time when, um, you know, when I'm just being constantly, you know, given work by Mike and he's telling me to work harder. And, you know, he's like, come on, where's all this work I asked for while he's sitting there doing nothing, you know? Yeah. It'll be worth it. I'm sure that's what he keeps telling me anyway. Is, he, he said to me that the, he said to me the 12 hour days in the sunshine are not that bad. He said, you know, he'll be, he'll be making me work the whole time in big overalls, doing his gardening and his, you know, maintenance and work and stuff well, like that. But I have, I have noticed the slacking enough. So I have been noting down the man hours, like a rough man hours that you can work back when you're out here. So. Oh, okay. It's Brilliant, fine. It's, yeah. it's all tallied. I've got a spreadsheet and whatnot. So. You know. It's the first time you've ever done a fucking spreadsheet in your life. Yeah, well, I thought it was worth it. I, I thought, what? Dan said he's going to visit his parents before he moves to the bank. On, on whose watch? On, on the business, is it? Okay, yeah. right. He can work those nine hours back. Fucking right, he yeah. can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah no, exciting. Be. I put out a post this week because um, I was getting excited. I actually put the post out while I was sat doing Dan's what's called a jarry and setting up his gas and electricity. And I was just thinking, I was getting myself all excited while I was sat there. And I was like, I'm going to stick a post out. And just writing it out, just thinking about, so me and Dan have run a business now, run, run this in different countries for over a year. Even prior to that, we didn't see each other for about a year because of COVID and the fact that I moved up mm -hmm. north and things like that. So we've, we've how long have we been in business? Like three and a, we've, we've done three and a half years. And for two mm -hmm. years, we've not actually been around each other. So... It's quite exciting 
to think about all the things that we can do. Because we like to think we're pretty productive being in different countries. Mm. But I tell you what, 2022, with some of the things we've got planned, it's uh, it's going to be a fun ride. Like I'm excited to get to work, excited to spend time with my best mate, have a bit of fun again. Um, and, you know, mm. just put out some decent content, get some cool stuff out and, and continue the, the good work, but just in a slightly nicer environment. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I saw that and it was, um, yeah, it was good to read. And I think, that, again, it's, it's that's the thing that's getting me through this. It's, like, it's just the excitement of knowing it, you know, and it's all going to be all right. And we're, like you said, the, working together and doing all the bits we've got planned and things are going to be really exciting. Um, and... And just like you said, spending time together again, I think it's like, I even was like stupid things. Like when I was packing my stuff, I threw away, obviously, I don't know if anyone's seen, but I've turned into like a selling football boots on my Instagram now. But anyway, um, I, I was packing them all and I was like, do you know what? I'll actually take one pair with me just in case, just in case me and Mike were like, let's go play football somewhere. Let's go and piss around in a, in a little football team somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Just little things like that because we've never been able to do that stuff. We've never actually had, believe it or not, like the time or the, the sort of been, been around each other for that long in our free time, as it were. Um, so yeah, it's stuff like that. You just think that there's there's a whole whole lot of opportunities coming our way for the next two, three years. And and I was talking to my dad this weekend and we were talking about what we've done, like you said, in three and a half years. And because he, he was sort of saying, oh, you know, have you, have you thought about, you know, when you might come back, if you're going to come back and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, to be honest, I've not even thought about it because when you think about how much has changed in the last three and a half years, what's the fucking point of thinking, oh yeah, in three years, I'm going to try and come home. It's like, you just have no idea. You've got yeah. no idea where things are going to be or what's going to happen. And that's kind of the exciting thing about it. But I was like, if you, you know, with what we've done in the last three and a half, it's kind of exciting to think what we could do in another three and a half. Um, you know, come back, come back in three and a half years and I'll, you know, see how I'm doing then. I could, yeah. I could, I could still be doing Mike's admin. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's all good, but yeah. Yeah. Exciting times, exciting times. And on that, one of the, the first things that we're launching yeah, another blitz. So I'm, I'm obliged to mention this. Um, but today, actually, um, for the waitlist only, so unless you're on the blitz waitlist, which is kind of unfortunately named, I feel, like, because it's not actually a waitlist. So I've had people kind of say, oh, how long's waiting list? It, you know, it, it's not a length of time. It's it's basically you're on a you're on a list. We, we should call it a priority list. Yeah, really. Pri yeah, we could change the name. In fact, you've heard priority it first. List. It's getting changed to priority list. It's basically, yeah. if you're on that list, you get given the chance to sign up before the scum public. Um, exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it's not a waiting list. It, it's offered out to the quote-unquote waiting list slash priority list, and it's just first come, first serve. So if you're on that, you will have received an email today or you're about to receive an email today with a special Black Friday offer um, for January's Blitz. January is our next one that we're running. Uh, I'm sure that you've been absolutely hammered all week on social media by Blitz Transformations because, you know, we've got to market that thing. There's so many of them as well, to be fair. Yeah, they are ridiculous as well this time. It's, yeah, uh, some of quality. <laughs> aren't they good? Like, oh, um, my God. But, uh, but, but, yeah, so apologies that we're absolutely hammering it. But at the end of the day, we, we need as many people to, to know about this as, as possible because it's one of the best things out there, in my opinion, anyway, obviously. I don't see many people getting the same sort of level of results, to be fair. And I know people say that all the time, but it's like true. Like sometimes, you know, we look at some of the results of, of other programs and you're kind of like, why have they put their two, why have they put two before pictures on there? It's embarrassing. Um, 
Yeah, and I, and I get and look, we understand and we appreciate. And, you know, we know that there's far more to fat loss and weight loss than just the physical transformation, right? We know we've got people on Blitz, for example, who maybe haven't got the best physical transformation, but mentally they're like, "This is incredible. This has changed my life," and all that sort of stuff. But the fact of the matter is, people are drawn by the physical change first. Like capturing someone's attention first is going to be while well, they see that you get results physically. Then once they see that and they start following you or they start finding a bit more blitz, then they can read about and, and hear about all the mental changes that people make as well. And I think that's the difference with us is there's so many people out there they get the physical transformations, but then they just destroy people and ruin them and they fucking hate the gym and hate food because they eat the same things all the time. Then you get the other people who like help people mentally, great, but then they don't actually change physically. Whereas we're like, why not do both? Just put them together and, and blend the two. It's the melting pot. So, you know, there are some, like I said, that people that have got amazing mental transformations from Blitz. And maybe we haven't posted their physiques quite as much, but we posted their comments or what they said in their feedback or the thing that they posted in the Facebook group. And I think for us, that's the that's the key thing with Blitz is you get out of it, whatever you want. So we've had some people come into it and being like, I don't want to lose 10 kilos in eight weeks and go really hard on diet. I just want to feel better and learn better habits and stuff. And it's like, cool you've reached your goal because that's what you've done. Um, but the physical stuff is, is like I say, is the one that catches people's eyes because they don't think it's achievable in eight weeks. And we're like, well, it is right. on on this planet is. So, you know, we've had someone today, I saw on her feedback today, she said to me that she didn't even tell anyone she was doing blitz and no one cottoned on. No one cottoned on to the fact she was doing a diet. That's how easy it is to like fit into your life. No one was like, why are you not drinking or anything like that? Because she had drinks occasionally. She still went out to eat. Husband didn't even know she was on a diet. I bet he's lost weight as well because he was eating turkey mints instead of beef mints. Didn't even realise. Um, but yeah, like, it just shows you that. Like, because again, a lot of people, when they go on diet plans, the people would instantly notice. You'd, you'd instantly, well, they'd probably be fucking telling everyone for a start. Um, but you'd instantly yeah. notice. Whereas with us, what we do, it's not like that. We work, even in a group coaching setting where it's not even personalised as much as I want to one, people still get that, that feeling of well it's that bespoke to them and, and their life that they you know we don't give them meal plans and shit that they can fit it around their family they fit it around their work life their, their social life like tell me that's not the best fat loss plan you can do so obviously you should go over and uh, and get yourself a blitz space with our you know special little black friday gift to you um but what should you do, Dan, until January? Should we just eat ourselves into oblivion? Yeah, is, that's, is that, that's what I that... would do. I think, I think from now, I mean, it's cold, isn't it? So just just eat everything that you can possibly get, you know? Yeah. Winter coat, in it. Put your winter coat on. Yeah, of course. Because that's what you want to do is, is, is make it harder in January for yourself right now. But um, no, nah, like we were just saying then, we were thinking what we're going to talk about. Um, do you know what the most common trait of people who get long-term results is? The, like the, the classic trait is that they stick with what they should be doing all the time, like November, December. Like how many people do you know of like, even with work, right? If sacked, sacked work off now, they've not really tried very hard off. I'll start, let's do that in January. Or new projects, they go, oh, we'll do that in January. How many people right now are doing that? Yeah. Like loads of people. And, they, and it apply, applies more so to diet and nutrition. Most people I know fucking sacked it off in end of September. Um, but I think it's that common thing of like, I don't understand the concept of changing what you're doing based on the month of the year. I just find it weird. All right, it doesn't even doesn't even factor in with me. No, the month of the year shouldn't matter. Like the month of the year is just is just something that I guess the Romans made up. It's just mm. yeah, it was the Romans, right? Roman calendar. So um, that's that's all it is. Like there's no actual difference. Whether I mean y you can wake up in what, nine days or something, one day it's November, the day after it's December. What does that make a difference? Like, it doesn't make a difference to your day-to-day -day life. Like, it's that joke when people say, oh, when you've had your birthday, do you feel a year older? Well, no, because I'm a day older. 
But it's the same thing with, with dieting. It's like people almost just use the months of as excuses. And it's obviously November and December is the weekend of the year, basically. Mm. You're waiting for the Monday, a.k.a. January. You're going, well, this doesn't count. This lasts a little bit. This don't, this don't count. You know, I'm just going to relax because more socials, obviously, in December. But if you think about it, you could actually, if, if let's just say you do have more socials in December, which are common, you're going to have work dues, you're going to have Christmas, Boxing Day, Christmas Eve, Advent calendars, fucking glasses of Baileys in the house, celebration boxes, New Year's, the bit in between Christmas and New Year. Let's just say you are having more socials. Surely that means that you've got more opportunity to, to go backwards. And it's not sexy to go, oh, you know, stay making good decisions during December because people don't want to make good decisions because that's what they want December for. But then equally, they'll they'll also be disappointed with how they look and how they feel come January. And what we find with our one-to-one clients, because surprisingly enough, as daft as it sounds, we've actually had a large uptake, I think, in November. Like, I know I personally have, and I'm speaking to Dan, Dan personally has. And it's it's very strange um, that people would actually be joining in November. And, and I've got I've still got, I mean, I, I was writing plans up this week and I've still got some plans to write up for next week. I, I will be talking, literally people are starting the last week of November and those are the people that are going to be successful next year. Like, believe me, those people are going to be successful because they've pinpointed that actually they want to start now. That's that's it for them. They want to start now. And they have pinpointed that actually they're going to need a bit of help during December because December is the time where they do gain half a stone usually. So to stop them from gaining half a stone, they're then going to keep, you know, they're going to develop some habits. They're going to get some accountability. They're going to work their way through December and they're still going to have a good time. They're going to learn how to do it in moderation. They're going to still have off certain days, but they're going to train. They're going to be mindful. They're going to tighten up on the other days and then around and they won't be half a stone up. So straight away, that's excluding any weight that they do lose between now and Christmas straight away they're already half a stone to the good in january so that's then january they can then continue to move forwards whereas the rest of everybody else they're just moving backwards and in january they're just trying to they're just trying to regain their lost ground basically and i had a i had a consultation with a guy and i'm gonna I'm, i'm gonna i'm not gonna name him but he won't listen to the podcast although he might listen to the podcast um yeah, he, he made it. He may well do. But um, he just, he said, yeah, let's get going, blah, blah, blah. He has big issues with going out, drinking on a weekend, not being very good at socials. He's lost weight before using keto. You know, he showed me some pictures. He was in good shape. Uh, you know, he's gone backwards. But his, his biggest challenge is balance. And I would probably say that the majority of the population, their biggest challenge is balance. It's not so much the losing of the weight. People can do that. It's the balance of it all. Mm. And um, he was like, yeah, 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 it sounds amazing, it sounds amazing, because I was saying, look, you, you know, he was ready for, to go keto again, cut down socials, all this. I said, look, no, we're not going to do that. Like, what we're going to do is we're going to do it properly. We're going to learn how to manage socials, blah, 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 so that you're, you're equipped for the rest of your life, essentially. And he was like, oh, sounds amazing, signed up, no payment, followed up. And he was like, yeah, actually, my, my missus is coming in three weeks. Um, and she's going to stay with me for a little bit. So, you know, I'll probably circle back around in the new year. Okay, cool. Cool. Like, so all of the things that you've just told me that you struggle with about socials, learning balance, moderation, that actually prime example of, of that on the horizon, and you've just got no sack it. 
Okay, so you're now going to spend the next three weeks until your missus gets here doing fuck all. You're then going to spend the time with your missus here doing fuck all. You're then going to spend Christmas and New Year doing fuck all, and you will be three, four, five kilos heavier in January. So you might like, so you might well circle back around. In which case, I'm not going to take you on. But all you're going to do is spend January and February making up for not joining up now. And that's the thing is, like, I, I remember looking back at some of my sort of better clients, as it were, people that have, you know, got fantastic results and, and you know, done really, really well over the long term. A lot of them join in the latter three months of the year. A lot of them. People th- you think, oh, those ones in January. And it's like, no, they're the ones that actually, you know, sometimes, sometimes Quick people fixing. look. Yeah, sometimes people look, have, have a legitimate reason for it. And that's, and that's okay. And it's more, we're not having a massive go here, people here. It's more just about thinking about your mindset to stuff. And like, if you're constantly waiting for a certain date or a certain time point, you're not actually that bothered about changing. Realistically, you're not. And the whole point of coaching, like I said, is to help you through difficult times. People think, we've talked about this before, with the clear run shit, you don't need a clear run, blah, blah. But I, I remember some of my clients who've done like photo shoots and really transformed their lives in terms of the physical, mental changes that they've had have signed up like in December. I'm talking like, two weeks before Christmas, week before Christmas sometimes. Because to them and those sorts of people, it doesn't need that. It doesn't need to be a certain a certain time point. I'm not saying you don't have good clients who join in January and February as well. I'm just saying that as a, on the whole, those people that really make those those changes lifelong and, and keep them are the ones that decide that the month doesn't matter to them. They're just going to keep keep to their word to themselves and go, right, now I do want to change and actually I do want this for the for the long term. And I think it's just an, it's just a cultural thing, isn't it? Is it's, You see it all over the place. Second, it gets a bit cold. It's like, it's just an excuse again. It's another excuse. Oh, it's a little bit cold. And then in the summer, oh, it's too hot to diet. What do you mean? It was too cold before. Now it's too hot. What fucking is it? It's actually, you can't be bothered. Um, and actually, you want to find an excuse. People will use it as an excuse because they know they've got stuff coming up, which is valid because people have got stuff coming up. Everybody does. But it's the stuff that's coming up that's the problem. <laughs> like, that's what's making them. <laughs> but they're giving themselves the excuse of, well, I can't give it 100%. I'd rather start something if I give it 100%. But that's fucking mental. I would rather do fuck all and go backwards unless I can give it 100%. It's so mental. So when you start something, if you start something, you get some accountability or whatever. Like, and for those people that are on the podcast, which is all of you, because this is a guy on YouTube, but I'm, I'm pointing to a high level. Like, people think that you've got to be up here every day. And if not, they're down here. When it's not in reality, like, you're the average of... Uh, of you're, you're the sum of the average of what you do. So actually, in reality, it can be at the halfway mark. And if you're consistent at the halfway mark, and and all that you're doing by starting early is you're just you're just improving your average day, basically. That's what you will do, is that if you can improve your average day, it doesn't have to be perfect, but if you've got some accountability, if you've got some structure around them socials, if you know what you're doing in between those socials, you will improve the average day. The average day will increase. If your average day goes up, you will be surprised how far that goes. Instead of trying to focus on 100%, focus on doing what you can do, Done. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, a save, it's a saving analogy. It's like going, unless I can save £1,000 a week, I'll save nothing. Well, that, yeah. that's fucking daft. Save 500 a week. You'll, you'll be pretty happy. Like, mm. it, it's, it's, it's mental. And it is a real, real habit-based thing. And you are the sum of the decisions that you make. So... You'll you'll be making you you make we make so many decisions every day. Like Dan's obviously making decisions with this move, and every decision that he makes could have a knock-on effect, Spotify effect, right? So like Dan moving out here, and we talked about this at the beginning was who knows where we'll be in three and a half years? Who knows where we'll be? But the decision he's made to move out here, the decision he made to even where he lives in Dubai, how close we are, that's going to affect things. 
it's going to affect everything. Like the smallest decisions can affect the future. And we we make so many decisions and we see them as so insignificant when we're making them because it doesn't matter. Like, for example, who who who's listening might have met their partner out on a night out. If you hadn't made the decision to go out, if your partner mm. hadn't made the decision to go out, if you did not decide to go to that specific place, if you've not decided to 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 speak to that specific person, or you might have gone to a to the toilet at a different time and might have missed somebody. Like every tiny little insignificant decision that you think doesn't make a difference might do because you might just meet that person that then changes the rest of your life. You might then get married, have kids. You might end up finding find yourself moving to Dubai with a person because every little thing that you do has significant consequence in the future and and your life is made up of all of these decisions. And it's all you have to ask yourself is, am I making more correct decisions in terms of like your physique goals and things like that than I am negative goals? We've said this time and time again that out of, out of 21 meals in a week, let's say you eat three meals a day, if you ate 19 good ones, you make you make nineteen decisions in the right way moving forwards. The two two meals ain't going to set you back. Like you're just mm-hmm. the sum of the average, and then that can basically you extrapolate that over the course of the next month and a half across Christmas, and you go, okay, I'm going to make more right decisions than I am wrong decisions over the next six weeks. That's all I'm going to do. Obviously, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, they're a given. But what can I do on the other days to to tip that balance in my favour? And I promise you, if you make more good decisions than bad decisions, you'll come out in January and be okay. The problem comes is that unless it's all good decisions, they're all bad decisions. Mm. I think that's where, like you said there with that, I think there's also an element of you learn from experience with that as well. So, for example, like again, using the Dubai trip just because it's front and centre of my mind, but... I could have, for example, moved to Dubai and moved to a different area and saved myself a decent chunk of money, but I'd have been maybe half an hour away from Mike, right? Now, I know from my experience, I was like, well, no, it's better that I'm closer, like, not next door, that's a bit too close, but um, but no, in, in, in all seriousness, like, I knew that I, if I spent a bit more money renting somewhere else that was closer to Mike... I know in the future that's going to have more positive effects on what we do than if I live further away. And the point I'm making is that I know this from experience. Like the more of these good decisions you make and the more of them you go, no, look, it's worth spending a bit more money here. It's worth spending a bit more money there. It's worth doing a bit more here because I know the outcome is going to lead to better things that are not even related to monetary value. I just know in the future, my quality of life will be better. Me and Mike spend more time together. By spending more time together, the business might grow. The business might grow. We help more people. You know, all those things are, are like Mike said, the butterfly effect. Whereas and I think with coaching, people look at it and go, oh, that's, that's a fair chunk of money. But I know people who invest money in themselves regularly, who take up coaching, and they they don't bat an eyelid at the price because they know that it's worth it in the long term because they've made enough of those good decisions over time to know, well, if I invest in myself and put myself first, good things are going to happen. Same with the move. Like, we could have stayed as we are. I know it wouldn't have been the best thing for me, for the business, for my family, for everyone. So it's like, right, I've got to go through some discomfort, spend fucking stupid amount of money probably <laughs> as well. But I know that in the long term that will come back around and it will be a good thing. It will be good. I, yes, in the short term, I could have saved myself some money, right? In the short term, I could have looked at my bank and gone, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm sat on that. Like a lot of people do with their diet, I say, I'm okay, I'm okay. But they don't see the potential in the future of that, because you can't, you can't see that future. You just have to trust in the process, trust it's happened. And I know that I would have sat here going, what if? What if I'd have moved to Dubai? Like people do, what if I'd have done coaching? You don't, you'll never know. But I hate that feeling of what if. I can't stand it because it eats away at me more than finding out does. 
And I think people need to take that approach to to their diet and training. Well, what if I what if I start going to the gym now? Why wait until January? What if I start now? Well, I'll tell you what, by the time January comes, you won't feel like such a newbie and you'll feel in control of things. Likewise with your diet, when it comes to January, you won't fall for the, the January diets because you'll be like, no, I'm taking control now. And I think that's the biggest difference is that you 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 have the ability and, and to just go, no, I'm gonna take control of this now. I'm gonna spend a bit of money now in myself or whatever it is, not even that, just making the right decisions. It pays off. Like, and, and like, it's hard to put into words, but you just have to trust that it does. It's, it's when you get used to decision-making. I've been reading bits and bobs about this, coincidentally, as, as you've kind of mentioned this, the, the, these kind of scenarios. I've been reading bits and bobs about this. And in the beginning, like in the beginning, let's put it into business context. In the beginning, you're not used to taking risks. You're used to playing safe. You're used to going, like Dan says, oh, yeah, I've saved up a little bit of money. Okay, I'm comfortable with this. But then as you make more and more decisions and you learn about risk and you learn about consequences and you learn about, you know, the, the power of investment, let's say, that's where you truly become successful when you learn to take a gamble, when you push yourself out of your comfort zone. So like when Dan's just said there, brought you back to coaching, you know that it will help you, but you're, but it's still a risk. It's still an investment. It's still money that you probably would rather spend doing something else, being comfortable. Because change is difficult. Change for anybody is difficult. Even people who are unhappy. There's a I'm, I, I, there was a study that was done not too long ago, and I, it's it's extrapolated, of course, but they reckon that eighty seven percent of the world's population is unhappy on a general scale. Like it's unhappy, they're less they're less happy than they are actually happy. Eighty seven percent, but yet people are so adverse to actually make a move in either direction because they're worried about rolling the dice and coming out with a lower number than what they've already got. But just think of what can happen if you do roll the dice and and you get a higher number. And it's like, when you're used to making these decisions, now me and Dan have had to make some decisions moving country. When I made the decision to move country, it was a business decision. Of course it was. You know, it's, it's decisions. And and we're still making those and we're still having to invest in 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 things and things like that and, and stuff that isn't comfortable. You know, we're bringing other people in to do stuff for us and handing over with the reins on certain stuff. It is out of the comfort zone. But you have to forego the short-term gratification of your comfort to think about the long-term stuff and the stuff that you know and the stuff that you usually do. And I, I'm the type of person who has a few drinks on a Friday and Saturday because that's what I enjoy. You don't know what you enjoy yet. You've never given yourself the chance. That's what you enjoy because that's what you've always mm. done. You might enjoy being fucking over the moon with how you look and how you feel. You might be over the moon with a new deadlift PB. You might be over the moon with somebody coming up to you in the gym going, oh, you're looking really good. You don't know what you like yet because you, you've not given yourself the chance to like anything. So it's about taking yourself away from your comfort zone, putting your faith in something, risking something, and you never know. It might just pay off. And it definitely won't pay off if you never make the make the decision. Yeah, and look, and as humans, I think like you know, we're by our predisposition, we're risk averse. That's how we've survived as a species, and that's how you know we get to this point. But the problem is now the world's so developed, it's not that way anymore. Like again, risk aversion and stuff like that was because of you know we're going to get fucking eaten by a tiger or some shit, right? But we're we're not going to we're not turning paleo on you, don't worry. But that's the thing is, it's so far removed from that now. It's it's not about that anymore. And I think all the people that I know or, or see that have done very very well, you speak to them. They were the ones that took the risks. When everyone else had the option to do it, they didn't. They, but that one person took that risk, and that's where they are, where they are. And um, it's that. It's not. A, I don't want to say it's addictive, but it is a bit like 
once you start doing that, you realize what can come from it. And then you kind of like are less risk averse because you realize that even if the bad thing happens, you realize it's not as bad as you actually thought it was. Like I saw a quote the other day from someone. I think it was like, some, obviously it's just made up number, but it's like 90% of all the world's troubles are just made up because we stress so much about what might happen that actually it never does happen. And actually we, we, we always assume it's far worse than it's ever going to be. And yeah, I mean, fucking hell, we've gone a bit philosophical, haven't we? But you know, I think that's, I think it's true across the board, like with, with, you know, life business, all that sort of stuff. Like I've speak to, we speak to PTs all the time because we do a bit of like mentoring and help and stuff like that with them. And it, it comes down to, it's just like fear. It's like, you're just scared to put yourself out there. You're scared to, it's like, well, okay, stay as you are then. That's the option you've got then. Stay as you are then. Like, you know, I, we always say to those PTs, I say, what would you say to your client who was worried about this, worried about that? You, you say, well, yeah, stay as you are then. It's the same thing. You know, I think that's the important, important thing for everyone to realise is... It's, and you can do that now. You don't have to wait till January. People want to wait till January. And again, it's like we said at the start, if you're in that headspace where genuinely waiting to January is better, then great. But if you're just doing it because you've just waited to January every single year, maybe this is the year that you decide not to do that because it's not worked every other year, has it? You and know? whether you like, start or you don't start before January, don't go fucking backwards. Like, get, you know, get some grip of some things. Start to... Start to build your habits, and January will will come. January will come around so like that, and and you'll be in a better position come January to to to, to continue moving further forwards. Yeah, right. Anyway, that's that's that was deep. That was that was very very was deep. Very deep, wasn't it? Um. So let's let's go a little deeper now, with uh with the with the banter section. So we've um we've 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 got a story, uh, and this one is uh, it's actually from a Telegraph. I'm only kidding. Of course, it's not from the Telegraph. <laughs> the Sunday Sport Telegraph, it's called. It's from the Sunday Sport, yeah. Uh, it's from the Sunday Sport. We did have one, um, but it, it wasn't that funny, but the, the headline was, was pretty catchy. This was, this was one that I was going to... Um, I mean, I've just seen another one just below. So, so I'm going to give you a couple of headlines. First headline, I didn't know sex with roadkill was illegal. <laughs> just, just, looked, just frowned upon. Just found yeah. upon, really. Does it have to yeah. be illegal? You know, yeah. To be told not to do that, really? Like... And then, what, what was it? It was like, the moment where my cock and bollocks exploded was the moment I'd made the biggest mistake of my life. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. It will be, yeah. If, if your cock and bollocks have, have, have exploded, it, there's, there's been a mistake somewhere down the line, yeah. Yes. Um, but we didn't, bother, uh, we, didn't, we didn't bother reading that one because it was... It was just a lame-ass fireworks story, and we're not here for lame. So we're going to go in with this. So somebody else who's made the biggest mistake of their life. Pouring popping candy under my foreskin was the biggest mistake of my life. So another big mistake here. See, now, 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 now I... I'm intrigued by this for, for like, you know if you have a fireworks... You know if you have a fireworks show that you're asked whatever, you know, that could be life-changing. I'm. I can't work out how popping candy under a foreskin can be that bad, because you eat it. So because you eat it, you'd assume that well, it's not that that bad. I'm intrigued now. You're about to find out. So Daniel Meek from Bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's only because last week we went with the Mike one. Everyone's yeah, talking yeah. about Mike having his five gallons of spunk. Um, we actually got a guy called Dan Meek who followed the Biosets of Banner page the other day. I think. Um. Yeah, no one. There's another one of you. Yeah, and he's bold as well. It starts off. What is the taste of your childhood? Okay, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Flipping out. I know. Yeah. Four skins or popping candy? Well, it's fifty-fifty. Depends then, who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the taste of your childhood? Fish fingers? Question mark. 
Corona, Dandelion and Burdock, question mark. Was Dandelion and Burdock made by a company called Corona? Because this, this was before Corona. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it must be. Despair, question mark. The taste of your childhood, despair. Get a bit deep in it for some days. Fucking hell, like, what bad was this guy's childhood? For many millions, the fizz of popping candy takes them right back to innocent days of long, hot summers, the Queen's Jubilee, and the man who hung about the viaduct exposing his winkle. Really? This thing's a, a weird angle from a Sunday sport. And that's quite a statement when given the Sunday sport. So... Can someone just check on this guy? Someone check on this guy. Is he, is he all right? Is he having a right childhood? This, this Simon Dean, yeah. He's painting a picture. Long hot summer, the Queen's Jubilee, and the guy, the man who hung about under the viaduct exposing his winkle. Show us on the telly where he touched you. He's, yeah, he's talking from experience, isn't it? Yeah. That's not a, he's not made that up. I mean, look, the guy is obviously trying to get a few chuckles, isn't he? He's trying to be a little bit out there, a bit edgy, you know, like, but it's just point, it's just needless to put that in there. It's needless. He's, he's, to... He, the thing is, he's actually trying to get a few laughs, but actually he's just exposed that that's what happened to him when he was a child and he actually hasn't been to therapy to sort it out. Yeah. That's what this, that says. This is what it says. But for the oddball thrill seeker, Gareth Pemberton, full in, the carbonated treat, which produces an effervescent sensation on the tongue, Looked like a gateway to sexual bliss. Okay. 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 Sexual bliss as well. Oh, God. And so began inserting rocks of the novelty confection under the fleshy folds of his foreskin and enjoying the resulting fizz. Now, fleshy folds of his foreskin is quite good alliteration. Now, for that, I, I, do, I do commend that. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do like that. But, yeah. So he started to insert the, 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 the novelty confection under the fleshy folds of his foreskin and is enjoying the resulting fits. All would have been well were if it not for the fact that Gareth of Northwich, Cheshire, dangerously neglects his lower body hygiene. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. No, we don't need that. That was the worst sentence out of all that. Oh, no. I don't okay. think I want to know. Okay. I don't think I want to know. Okay, so it would have been fine. If Gareth would have been hygienic about the cleanup, it would have been fine. So this is intriguing, actually. Um, <laughs> I've got some popping candy, actually. Within three weeks, the sugary residue had combined with Gareth's penile filth. No, 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 right? No, 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 no. He's not washed. Hang on. To, create a, sca- to create a scabbed crust. He's not washed his penis in three weeks. This, right, for this guy, popping candy is the least of his problems. Well, penile filth. That's what got <sighs> me. I feel sick. <laughs> One can only imagine the smell. Um, so, yeah, so he's now got a scabby crust. Last <laughs> night, last night, unemployed Gareth, 36. There's a shock. Yeah. Unemployed. Yeah. Winced. It was astonishingly painful. But the worst thing was, I was too embarrassed to go to the doctor. You should be, mate. You should be. Do you know what? Because you could. Do you know why? Because doctors are going to go. Why do you not wash your penis at least every day? At like, least. Like, what's what's this? Like three weeks is like no. Even if you went in and said, oh, "I've only washed it once, once every four days," I'd be like, "Filthy man, filthy man." Three weeks. That so he's not he's not showered then. So he can't. He's not showered. Because I assume that he's not like going into the shower and then going, "Oh, mustn't wash my penis whilst I'm in there." I assume he's just not washing it all. So the matter reached an eye-watering climax when Gareth collapsed. Collapsed? Shut up. Oh, good Lord. Shut up. This is taking a turn. 
when Gareth collapsed on Witten Street, why, why is it so specific? We, we, we don't know where yeah. Witten Street is. And was taken to hospital, where his infected genitals surprised even hardened medics. Oh, wow. my God, I can imagine. Imagine those doctors there going, what the fuck is that? Single Gareth endured... Shock. Again, why did you drop into stuff like that in? Yeah. Unemployed Gareth, single Gareth, no, kick we know him out while single. he's down. No, we know he's single because he hasn't washed his penis for three weeks. Like, kick him out while he's down, though, innit? Yeah. Unemployed Gareth, single Gareth. Fucking hell, mate. He's in hospital and you're giving him digs like this? Single Gareth endured an emergency circumcision and was placed on a course of awful antibiotics to prevent the onset of flesh-eating infections <laughs> such as necrotizing fasciitis. No way. I thought, I thought you were going to say a course on how to clean himself. A heavy dose of uh, hygiene. So he's had to have an emergency circumcision. So my, well, my, my initial thoughts are correct in that popping candy on your penis isn't actually a bad thing. It's not actually a problem for anyone who's normal. Like, that was my first assumption when I said it. I was like, that's a bit intriguing. But it turns out it's because the guy doesn't wash. So it became infected. Well, who would have it's... thought, though? Who would have thought that, obviously, if the guy hadn't put popping candy underneath his foreskin, and this is his general washing routine, is that he doesn't wash for three weeks, who would have thought mm. that the chemistry of the popping candy and what is essentially dick cheese um, <laughs> it's, can, can cause so much issues? Like, yeah, it must be the it must be the carbonation and the lack of oxygen, the carbonation, something there, and it's just formed. Like you said, the, the crust and the sugar is obviously going to solidify it, isn't it? It's going to oh, be. You'd think you know, you'd be able to wipe it off, though, no? Well, you'd think if you or well, use a toffee hammer. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, no, but yeah, yes, mate. So me and you would because we wash regularly. Like fucking hell, so I can't it would, it. it wouldn't even get to that point. But um, now, now back at home, he warned: put popping candy under your foreskin by all means. In itself, that is entirely harmless. Admits it. But for the love of God, make sure you wash your bell end afterwards. I made that mistake and it could have well been the biggest mistake of my life. Wow. <laughs> by all means put popping candy under there, guys. Yeah, by all means do that. Like I said at the start, I think that's fine. Is is what we've learned from this is don't leave me popping candy under there once you're finished with it. Once you finish with it. You know? My biggest thing is that how how would how is the Sunday sport picking up these stories? This guy has gone to the Sunday sport, obviously, because there's no other quotes from anybody else. There's yeah. none of the medical staff. It's literally just Gareth, who yeah. is who is single, ladies. Um, we found it out. And if you are looking for someone single, um, unemployed, with dreadful hygiene, um, but his penis is circumcised. So, you know, right. built for speed. Um, <laughs> aerodynamic, of course it is. Um, but, but, yeah, so he is on the market there. If, uh, if anybody's around the Cheshire area, I'm probably, you know, I'm pretty sure he's on Tinder. Can probably be found in any local sweet shop. So, yes, yes, any local. I didn't know sex with roadkill was illegal. I can't stop looking at that. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> the little sub up, the little sub caption. So, I didn't know sex with roadkill was illegal. What pervert told cops as they dragged him out of the back of a dead sheep? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's next week's story. So, that's a little go, bonus, guys. isn't it? Hang on, that's a little bonus for you. Fucking hell. They dragged him out of the back of a dead sheep. Wow. So, I think that that about wraps up the uh, the, the, the biceps section. So, again, Lovely. do do all the, all, all the stuff. I, I say again, it's the first time I've mentioned it, 45 minutes, but do all the stuff, you know, all the... Sharing and tagging and share it with your mates. Tell them all about the, how good it is. Don't forget, if you want to join Blitz in January, um, you can get your space now. 
commit to yourself now. Don't wait, be like, oh yeah, you know, because what we're actually gonna do is when you buy a space now, when you join the waitlist now, me and Mike are doing a webinar for everyone who buys a space now in December so we can go over how to navigate the Christmas period, give you some tips, give you some things to focus on. Um, so that you're not left on your own until then, making all these mistakes that everyone else is going to make. So there it's you go. It's a little Brucey bonus. A little Brucey bonus There you go. Um, so yeah, make sure you do that. We're at our photo shoot this weekend as well. Our one-to-one client photo shoot this weekend. Um, I'm buzzing for that. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be very, very good. Um, I've got to make sure I don't get COVID as well because I've got to fly back. That's going to be the only thing. Um, so yeah, oh, you'll, don't, be, you'll be fine, Don't come mate. near me. I've already had it, to be fair. I kill it. I kill it if it comes near me, so I'm all right. Um, yeah, you'll be fine. So we're all good. But um, but yeah, no, we've got client photo shoot, which we're very, very excited about. The guys have worked very, very hard. Um, again, another few people from Blitz, from from have done a Blitz, gone into one-to-one, done a photo shoot. So it's exciting times. Um, yeah. And then maybe next year there'll be a Dubai photo shoot. Who knows? I think that that could be on the cards. I, I genuinely think that could be a little photo shoot combined with a training camp and, you know, a few, mm. a few socials. But uh, yeah, not a single person... Um, left a review or shared last week not a single person and we know that you watch or listen or whatever so if you feel sorry enough for us that not one person we say this every week and not one person did it just you be the person you be the bigger person today can you yeah. just do it for us yeah we would we would love it because we know how many people listen and we know how many people have reviewed and there is a discrepancy there is a discrepancy so we know it's you we know it's you we know it's you we know it's you yeah a share would you know, wouldn't go miss guys come on I said it done dusted you can stop it now, Paul. 